Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we'll be giving a quick little breakdown of our thoughts and opinions. But first, the intro. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. Yo, yo. First off, we're starting with the WWE news, and then we'll transition into AEW a little later. So, this is something that I knew would happen eventually, but not so soon, especially to Tyler. Yeah. But Awesome Theory wins the United States Championship. I knew once they showed the little video package before their match, I was like, he might That's just it. pull this off. Yeah. He might just win. He already lost that mania, which is not a good look if Vince had to step in for him. So I was like, this is the way of making up for it. Um, but getting a win off Finn, like that looks kind of solid as your first title. Like Finn's like a big deal. Obviously, he hasn't been booked as a big deal, but he's a bit of a big deal. You know what I mean? It, it's it's solid for Austin Theory, but bro, any any momentum that Finn had as US champion at <laughs> this point is gone. Like gone, it's, man. it's totally gone. And like low key. I think I think most fans watching like probably look at Finn like the way that other people do. Like we see him as like, oh, he was the first Universal Champion. But mm-hmm. I think it kind of solidifies like they maybe it's our fault for still seeing him like that. I don't think they see him like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's almost and, like at the ricochet level now, where it's like, yeah, he's putting most of the bad guys over. He's putting over Baron Corbin. He's put over Bobby Lashley. He's put over now Austin Theory. I kind of see that as his role now. Like he puts bad guys over. So like. I mean, at first, what I first when it happened, not gonna lie, I was disappointed. Like I was, I was kind of upset. But then I was like, maybe it's our fault for still seeing Finn as like the Universal Champion, and that's just not. <laughs> that's just not who Finn thinks he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it kind of sucks too. Like it's you're so invested in this guy that came from a whole entirely different company. He was part of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the first leader of the Bullet Club. Like he did amazing things on the Indies and. You just see him as a certain person where it's like he's supposed to be a top star. Like we've seen Seth do it. He's come from the indie background. It's like, yeah, all this hope in him. And I feel like they use our love and our hope for Finn against us to get other people over so we can boo them as heels, which is smart company wise. It's very, very smart. But it's like, dang, like this is a talent here. Like you should reward this talent. And they do, but not how we want them to. You know what I mean? Like they'll give him like the mid tier titles, but he'll never ever be able to get the universal title again. And he's a stepping just, stone guy. He's a stepping stone guy. Yep, yeah. it's a guy that we love, and they use that against us to put other people over. Yeah. Awesome for Austin Theory, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's awesome for him. It's first title. It's, it's dope. I will say it was like in my mind processing it. It was kind of weird at first because I'm like, okay, Pat McAfee beat Austin Theory. At Mania, and so now, you know, with Austin Theory beating Finn Balor, it's like they're saying that Pat McAfee is better than the former Universal Champion. I mean, like it just like yeah. you know, like equating the two. But it's like at the same point, 
the wins and losses don't matter that way in, in WWE like it matters in AEW, like with stats and stuff like that. So they're not even thinking that far out. It's like what happened in last week. That's the only thing that matters. Very true. Yeah, they kind of play off of that, which I don't know. I feel like for the fans that really care and pay attention and care about storylines, like it matters, but maybe they think to their core fans it doesn't really mean that much. But yeah. we pay we're paying attention, you know what I mean? We're not <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're not dumb viewers, but it was a solid match though. Like it got its fair, like what 15 minutes, I think, 20 minutes almost. So it was cool. And then the fans definitely reacted in the way that they wanted them to react. They, <laughs> they were upset. Like there were some fans in shock, like what? Like they had Finn lose to this guy. I was expecting Finn to go over clean, like you same, know, same. Him. Um, but I love the heels like coming out too to applaud Austin Theory. <laughs> yeah. Like all the heel superstars are kind of like jobbers almost. Like they came out to celebrate him, and then Vince came out. So it's, you know, it's definitely a bright future for Austin Theory the way they're doing. It. I've never seen them do a character like this before. They're trying to get over as a heel, like have Vince step in and kind of like hand pick and handcraft him on TV like that. Yeah, I've never seen that. So I think we definitely are going to see a lot more of Austin Theory in the future for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good or bad, um, just your take. We probably we probably have different opinions about this. But what did you think about the double wedding ceremony with our uh, truth and Tamina and Tazawa and Dan Brooke and Reggie? It was definitely really really trash. Um, <laughs> oh my god! And it, it went on way too long. And for yeah. the for a while, I just felt bad for Los Lotharios, and mm. I especially felt bad for Naomi and Sasha to be a part of this twenty four seven continuation I feed. So not gonna lie, I didn't get I did not get the connection in the beginning, and then like somebody commented, like, oh, that's team bad. Team bad, yep. Because at first it made totally no sense to me. I was like, why are they out there? Now I still don't know why Lost Lotharios was out there and like some they just had some randos (laughs) out there. I'm pretty sure they're not even signed with the company, they're not an NXT, they're just random (laughs) people (laughs) that just like picked up at the airport or something like that. Um upon first Ahead, when I first watched it, I hated it. When I watched it the second time, I loved it. I laughed the whole time. Like I, it was, it was funny. funny. It was funny and it was entertaining. Our truth, definitely saved it though because yes, like, people were you know people. Of course, the audience and they were in Buffalo. Like they were not having it. Yeah, you know I mean, like they had the what chance? They just had a random chance going on. If our truth was not emceeing it, this would have gotten booed out of the building, no doubt. Yeah, if it had been Gable or something. Not saying mm. Gable's. I love Gable, but I feel yeah. like. He couldn't have glued it together the way that truth did. Like he just made it somewhat tolerable comedy. Yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. with comedy. the comedy. And I hope he's getting paid like a lot of money. <laughs> they owe him this. a check for this one. <laughs> he he just he holds a lot of stuff together. And you could tell they just tell him, Hey, truth, we need you to do this. And he just goes in and does it. Make you it know work. what I mean? And he makes it work. Like he improvises so well. You know what I mean? And when he does do like a serious character and a serious feud. I feel like I take that seriously too. I just think Truth is just a great wrestler, yeah. <laughs> a great wrestler, great on the mic person too. You know what I mean? Um, but him saying Dana Brooks got me. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was yeah. like, this is exactly something that he would say. Um, but I don't know. All in all, it was just an okay segment. But it was funny. It was, it was entertaining. Like it did its job. Um, and I feel like they're kind of putting the twenty four seven title on like a larger scale. I guess like they it's playing a bigger role as far as the comedy aspect. Um, but I don't know where they take it from here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely put the E in entertainment, but it's definitely like a comedy title from here on out. Like, I mean, it always was, but yeah. Um, and of course, I've had gratitude for about it not being a hardcore title, but it kind of just is what it is. You know, Archie just making the best of it and turning it to gold. Yeah. But um, I will say, though, this wedding segment, 
Nothing really tops Triple H crashing Stephanie and Tess. Oh, oh man, nothing tops that coming yeah. up video and like him like marrying her, which part of that was kind of suspect. Now, <laughs> you know what I mean. In hindsight, some of those old clips, you know what I mean. It's like, you drugged her and you did what? But um, no, no. that and then it doesn't top Teddy Long's marriage to Crystal, where they have ah. Bruce Brooks officiating and Jagged Edge is there singing. Nothing really tops those two. Which one like, was the one are... that had the uh, Eric Bischoff doing the three minutes thing? Uh, you know what that, I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking. He was um actually disguised as like a um, yeah like an older person. Right, right. It was Billy and Chuck, I think. Ah, I got it. Yeah, they were getting married to each other. Yeah, yeah. that one was start, pretty good. Yeah, too. I started to say like, man, this is one of the wildest ones. But now that I think about it, and the more you say it, I'm like, man, there have been some absolutely crazy wedding crazy ceremonies, crazy weddings. Yeah, but um, moving on. Yeah, well, one thing I did want to ask about, um, yeah. what do you think about the whole Veer thing? Do you think WWE's kind of dropped the ball of Veer? Um, personally, and I know it's only like three weeks in, <laughs> yeah. but when you looked online, like as far as like the social media following, they've been booked, they've been like they were saying Veer was coming for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and, weeks, and months even, and it became like a mean thing. And mm-hmm. he actually became a face on Twitter. Like when you look on Twitter, like True. everybody was hyped for Veer coming. Like, you know, and he had like this <laughs> natural, <laughs> he had this natural hype behind him. And people were just like naturally for him, like posting about Veer and stuff. And then he showed up and they made him a heel. I just, I don't, nec- I didn't necessarily get that decision. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because the, like literally the entire internet was behind him. It was organic. They didn't have to do anything. We just form and then we just show up and he's beating up Dominic and Ray Mysterio. I'm like, what? What are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. It feels like they don't. What does it feel like? I know they don't pay attention to their product that much and like how people view it. Because I feel like if they pay more attention to how people view the product, a lot more characters would be over. You know what I mean? Yeah. They went against but, the grain as far as like, you know, we love Veer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he, like you said, like they should definitely have pushed him as a face. And like, kind of use what they did to their event, like yeah. them teasing them for so long, like almost like how they did Hook in AEW, where it's like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's this meme almost, and then it's like you're just you kind of play into like what the character is, you know what I mean? Just get behind the momentum that's already there naturally, and how they're how going. they're viewed, yeah. Um, yeah. so they they should have found some way to do that to where maybe he just he just comes in and like ruin segments that we hate. I don't know. They could have found something. Yeah, to yeah, with yeah. Him. Where he's like a special character. You know I mean? Yeah, because like they had him this week. I think they had him facing Jeff Brooks, a local competitor, maybe from Rhode Island. <laughs> I don't even know if that was his real name. So good. And it's like the reaction. Like I was just kind of like, I always watch the reaction to the crowd. And it's just, it wasn't getting, he's not getting the reaction as a heel. Like mm-hmm. people just don't, naturally that's not his character. Or that's not even what he shows on IG. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of like the suave dude or whatever on IG. But it's like, naturally people love that character. This guy is just like, making weird grunting noises it's not it's not really it's not really authentic so people aren't even behind it and so it's like i think jeff brooks got carried away on a stretcher and uh people just was just like like we don't care like you know what I mean? it's Who like is this, this isn't the beer we wanted like why would you do this you know what i mean but yeah and i feel like if they were gonna do it they should add it where he did when he debuted he just decimated a local person and then the next night on Raw, have him take out Dominic. Like, I feel like that would have gave it more dramatic effect. But it seems like they're kind of almost booking him as this guy that's going to injure a bunch of people and send him home in the ambulance. Yeah. But then I don't know what comes next from that. Like, who is going to be the, the top face that takes him out? Bobby Lashley or 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What are they building this toward? Like, you know what I mean? So I think it'll just be interesting to see like what they do with it. And they still have a little time to make it work. But I think I as we know as wrestling fans and as WWE fans, they could definitely drop the ball anytime. So I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. have to see what comes of it. But I don't fear Veer. You know what I mean? I don't fear <laughs> I don't know. I've seen all this before. Yeah. Um, but moving on, um, we had part two of Lacey Evans' story. Um, I think this definitely made her more relatable, I think, just for me. Um, and there was like a split second, too, because <laughs> I was like, okay, they keep doing these segments where it's like, they were getting talking, deep about it. Her talking, sure. I'm like, okay, like, I almost feel bad that I know so much about her life now. Like, I'm yeah. like, I feel like I know too much about you. Like, that shouldn't be what it is. Uh, which is interesting, but I was almost like they're pushing the narrative of her father so deep mm. that I'm like, I wonder if that's a part of her character where like they have somebody play her father that comes in and like almost bullies her. To- Man, and that I really hope character. that is not the depression. Because <laughs> I'm going. like, why do they keep mentioning the dad? Like, I just yeah. didn't understand. I mean, maybe that's her story, but they're hitting on it really heavy. Yeah, to are. the point where I'm like, I wonder if the dad's going to come in and play a role in this character. I don't know, but I'm just throwing it out there. I just hope that they don't end up having like Charlotte Fair Flair come out and just like making a joke out of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I think that's the worst <laughs> thing they could possibly do. Because I think uh, Natalia and Tamina, I mean, I always confuse Natalia's tag team partners. Natalia and Shayner were like, kind of like, they would watch a segment and like, to Natalia just kind of scoffed out. She didn't necessarily mm-hmm. laugh at it, but she just kind of scoffed it off. Like, well, yeah, and like, she cry me a river, Shana. And I'm just like, oh man, I hope they don't take this deep story and make it a joke. This would be bad. We've all been through things. That's pretty much what she was saying. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, like it kind of made me think though, I was like, why are they hitting so hard on this? Which I don't mind. Like, if this is their way of trying to get her a little over before she redebuts, that's fine, but I don't, it was just interesting. Like, if they do it next week and she's still talking about her dad, I think the dad might be a part of the kid. I don't know. That's just me kind of <laughs> throwing it out there. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Please better, don't tell me that's that. You better get He's back like, in that room. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, don't I can't know. with you, bro. I can't. I don't know. You. It's just like, what yeah. is this? But we'll see. We'll have to yeah. see. I'm setting my expectations low. Um, <laughs> Same. You, you saw Drew Gulak's uh, new backstage role. Um, but my my the very first thing I asked, like I was like, is Drew Gulak injured? I was like, God, I hope so. And I I'm, I know that sounds <laughs> awful, but yeah. I've never wanted somebody to be injured so bad in my life. But this is like to get demoted to basically you know an an interviewer and then getting beat up by Charlotte Flair. That's probably one of the worst things <laughs> that could possibly happen. And yeah, it's terrible. It almost made me think about the whole Dean Ambrose thing when he was like on his way out of the company and they had him feuding with Nia Jax. I was like, what is this? Who does this benefit? This is not benefit Charlotte Flair or, you know, Drew Gulak or anything like that. I was just like, man, this is he's either on his way out of the company. They have absolutely nothing for him. And then I thought, well, maybe he's injured. But then when he attacked, when she attacked him, I was like, well, he can't be injured because he's, he's getting beat up. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was just a bad angle. But I mean, what was your take on That is interesting that she said that, like, him possibly being injured and maybe the Charlotte's, like, figure eight was the way to write him off TV somehow. But then, like, the new character is a way for us to remember him. I don't know. But <laughs> they did do it that way just like having him be like a backstage interviewer but maybe he's just the interviewer that's there he asks the hard-hitting questions like he says 
take spots because i know a lot of the um back the interviews are not trained to wrestle or take spots no. so maybe he'll be doing interviews and then there's like somebody like okay i don't like how hard your questions are hitting me and you tonight in the ring and then he can actually do a match because a wrestler maybe that's it or maybe that's a new way to kind of build him up so then he's just like a wrestler in the future i don't know but it was interesting to see that and i hope that it, he's not just a permanent interviewer and they kind of demoted them because that would suck because he has such so much personality didn't he have a like thing with Daniel Bryan a couple of years ago? He man? did, yeah. He, he has so much personality. I feel like they could do a lot with him, so I hope they don't have it to where, you know, he's like this lesser role. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's definitely mad talented. I just, I mean, watching it, I mean, I know the purpose was to put over Charlotte for the Charlotte versus Ronda match. Like, look, he's beating up a guy. That's more than a woman. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I think that was the whole purpose of it, but it didn't put Charlotte over, like, at all. I was just like, this doesn't benefit anyone please don't do this. You know I mean? Yeah, and I was like, it looks like she's struggling to do the figure eight this time on him, so I don't know if this is like, <laughs> saying this that. is the move, you know what I mean? This is not the move. Yeah. But uh, switching over to AEW news or topic, um, we have Adam Cole versus Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. It was a street fight, too. Texas Deathmatch. Yep. Texas Deathmatch, my bad. I apologize. Which is basically, it's basically like a last man standing match. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I almost feel like they should have saved it for a bigger event. Mm, yeah, versus, just because I feel uh, like was it Dynamite or Rampage? It was on Dynamite. Yeah, I feel like Adam versus no, it was on Rampage. I feel like Adam versus Adam needs to be like on a bigger scale. Like that would make more sense to me. But I get them, you know, doing that. But with Cole no longer challenging for the title, I'm almost like, who can beat Page for this title? Because Cole seemed like the guy that would do it. So now I'm like, who's left? That you know, could be a threat to yeah. to Paige's title. You know what I mean? What's interesting is during the match, he, he actually mentioned Omega. He was like, "You're not better than me. You're not. You're definitely not better than than Omega." And I think they've been somewhat like teasing Omega returning at some point. I think he's. I think the the goal is probably to have Paige keep it until Omega comes back and gets his rematch. That would probably be the plan since you know it took so long for Adam Page to get it. I just can't see him dropping it to like a, you know. If not Adam Cole, he's not dropping into Keith Lee or you know John Moxley or something like that. Not yet. I, I nah. think not yet. I think Omega has to come back next, probably in the near future, to come back and take it. Yeah, that's what I had in my notes too. Like I was like, I feel like Omega is the only guy that could only do guy. it. That's the only guy that could take it off because they've they've had Paige pretty much like not be everybody, but he's just looked pretty dominant for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody dominant, else, so. nobody else has a story with. Uh, you know, Paige, unless you're talking like Jericho or something like that. So I think the history is already there with Omega. So it's probably the plan of next, just uh, yeah. um, Omega. And Paige's character works the best thing up towards something. Like he's yeah. being denied something. He's the underdog. I feel like him losing the title to Omega, having to build his way back up to get it again, just makes his character even better. So right, right. that makes the most sense, like you're saying. So We'll see. Unless they have like a viable heel get built up to go against them, but I still don't see that either. So that would definitely <laughs> definitely be Omega. Uh, but then we had Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki for the ROH TV title. Um, this was a brutal fight. Were you not, gonna say physical? Were you I'm about gonna, to say physical? I'm not gonna say physical this time. Yeah. That's that's safe for W matches that's yeah i <laughs> mean yeah was, i love i actually i absolutely love the style of wrestling like yeah for the first five minutes like they were legit just no arm drags just giving each other will slips will smith slaps to the chest man it was it was <laughs> it was legit yeah. joe's chest was red man like fire red. I, I, Both I, of I them. absolutely loved it yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, it was definitely a fight. Like it was not a match for a second. Like it was a fight. <laughs> the wrestling didn't come at the end when Samoa Joe won, <laughs> right. but they were like straight up scrapping. Like, like nobody much. wants to do a headlock. Like, I yeah. loved it though. Yeah, I I love when wrestlers work stiff too. Like it just looks like a real fight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't feel like I'm just watching wrestling. And not saying like I want every match to be like that because I feel like some matches do need the story of like a traditional wrestling match. And then sometimes you need like a luchador match or a cruiserweight match or whatever. But I feel like this one just worked with the two characters are just two brutes, you know what I mean, and going after each other. So it, you know, works out. Um, I do love the ROH TV title getting defended on uh, EW also. Same. I thought that was very interesting that they made that move. Um, I know maybe they're just doing it in a way to kind of build you up to where you want to watch Ring of Honor every right. week. Um, I mean, he bought it, so you better. You yeah. Know, like somebody I'm not sure if we'll review Ring of Honor every week along with what we're already doing. <laughs> So yeah, the listeners out there, a lot more wrestling that would yeah. be too much time to do Raw, SmackDown, all that. Like it's it's, it's way too much. But maybe we could do pay per views every once in a while for them. Yeah, see how that goes. Um, but I just I, I love Joe winning the title because like he's from Ring of Honor, like he's a product of Ring of Honor, and him yeah. coming back to win the title to kind of lead into the new brand and the new stages of Ring of Honor just makes the most sense. So. All this is pretty dope. It was a dope yeah. match. Um, how do you feel about after the match him being attacked? I think it was Satnam Singh. I did not know who dude was at first. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna attacked? lie at all. I really looked at him and it was like, who is this man? I have I have no idea. I do not know. Uh, I personally you know was that Snoop Dogg. You said what Snoop Dogg meme where he's like, who? Oh, that's, how I felt yeah. when I saw. that's that's exactly how I felt. Uh, I personally wish the match would have kind of ended at that, or you know, maybe Jay Lethal can come out. But you know, adding the character, this is really something that you would do maybe eight weeks into a feud after Jay Lethal was lost like three or four times. So it was a little bit weird, like the timing of it and the fact we didn't even know who it was. I am happy to see Jay Lethal actually get some legit TV time within the main event because typically he's been on either you know on on Dark or on you know. Just on one of the other shows, and I, I do like it that they're actually incorporating Jay Lethal. Jay yeah. Lethal was a legit wrestler. I, it's dope to see him versus Samoa Joe, although I would li- also like to see Samoa Joe versus CM Punk for that ROH TV title. That'd be dope, too. Yeah, that'd be tough. Um, definitely looking forward to that in the future. Um, but it was weird that like, they had the lights go off for the Satinum Singh guy and everything. Like They had to go off, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's Cesaro. I know it's not The Undertaker. Here. No, I was like, maybe it's Cesaro, maybe Bray Wyatt's finally making an appearance. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. Like, nope, why'd you sat and sing. Why'd you cut the lights off? Like, how come you didn't just have this dude pop out of the crowd or something? Like, he could have just walked out for that. He could have just walked out with some music and be like, okay, who's this guy? So he was like, the, he's the first ever draft picked out of India. Mm. And then uh, I think I heard something. I'm not for sure, so don't call me. But I think Cody Rhodes trained him. How okay. to wrestle? I want to say I have. I will. I will raise my expectations a little bit. Just a <laughs> smidge. Just a smidge. Uh, but I think it's. I mean, I follow have... NBA, but I did not. I did not know. I did not recognize or know who he was. Me neither. He must have never played a single game and went straight to the G League. But um, <laughs> I think it's cool that they have more diverse, you know, superstars. But yeah. I think that segment was just kind of okay. Um, but if this, if adding Ring of Honor to the weekly AEW shows mean that. He, people like this are going to come out that I think Ring of Honor definitely needs their own TV and show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, all in all, it definitely got me more invested in Ring of Honor a little bit, though. Yeah. Debuted? What was your name? It was uh, 
Marina Shafir debuted on Dynamite, which is just okay. Like, uh, she was a part of, um, I think like the MMA four horse over the Ronda, Shayna, and then someone else. But she never her her other partner never really did much with Ronda. She just went away when she was pregnant, and they both went to eight uh, NXT. But then I guess they ended up getting released. But now Marina mm-hmm. Shafir, she's like on Dynamite or whatever, which is cool. I think it's dope for her. Um, but I feel like I need to see more out of her before I form an opinion because it was just this one match and I feel like it was so quick and I'm just like oh okay and then even with Jade like Jade didn't even seem impressed by her yeah so I'm like okay and like the, how, how I'm supposed to care you know I mean? the commentary team seemed way more caught up in Jade's section than they did like the actual match so like the baddie section yeah like they were way more caught up Damn, you sounded excited to say that but uh they yeah, seemed I was way super more excited bro okay stop all right, so they seem way more excited, like just to even talk about that in an actual match. And I was like, I was watching her because whenever somebody debuts, like you know, I watch like their movie things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, she wasn't that entertaining. Um, nope. It is a first match, you know, but she mm-hmm. does kind of have like the charisma of a broom. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't the strongest debut. And like you said, it was. It was a quick match. Kind of got like some Terminator vibes. I didn't see all the charisma and everything. <laughs> But it's it's just one match. This is one match, so I'm not gonna judge her. Because immediately I was like, "Oh, she kind of needs work." Like I don't think this is a person that's gonna dethrone Jade. Like you need to be more entertaining. Like she kind of had the poses and everything. But I'm not I'm not one to just judge somebody off the first match, even though I just made like five or six judgments. Um, <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the strongest AVU, but I'm gonna have to give her another one. Is it she is 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 she part of this qualifier or was it just like a one off? I don't know. I think it's a one-off. So they've kind of almost been building her up to where it's like she's supposed to be a threat to Jade. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like you need to build her up herself first. Yeah. Before you ever go against Jade, who's been well-built over two years now. <laughs> like, right. that makes zero sense to just have this rando kind like of come 29 out of or 30 and 0, and we're just talking, oh, she's going for Jade. I'm like, we just saw you wrestle tonight. And the only thing that is credited to her name is like, oh, she's friends with Ronda. Like, that's the only thing I really know. And like, She's married, I think, not married, or she's with or married to Roderick Strong, but that's pretty much it. Like, that's all I really know about her. So, and it. that's a, that's a connection I kind of made. Like, I kind of made the connection based off like who she knows. I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be AEW's version of Ronda Rousey, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, but she needs but, to be built up herself before I care. <laughs> yeah, gotta be built up, gotta have a personality or something like that. You know? <laughs> and a move set. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're Actual never gonna get an interview. You know, yeah. We'll never get an interview. We will her. never get an interview if she hears this. If she ever hears this, we are not getting an interview. We're not getting an interview. It is but I don't care. I don't care either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, and then to wrap this all up, so this is something I really wanted to talk about. And I feel like we kind of touched on it before, but the more they get built up, the more I'm like, okay, who's gonna take the titles off of Jurassic Express? Like, I don't know who can at this point. Um, it's kind of like tough to say. Like they've pretty much beaten like all the dope tag teams Everybody. so far. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I just feel like it would need to be a team that has to be like built up or something, um, or like at least like booked to look like they're like a threat. And the only team that's been able to do that and look like a threat is FTR right now. Like they look that's like it. one of the best tag teams yeah. in the world right now. Because they have so. the uh, the AAA titles and the ROH tag titles, so I'm like, are they trying to hold every single title? But yeah. They, they look like the only legitimate threat, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing I can see, you know, 
Jurassic Express breaking up for is like Jungle Boy switching off and just being a solo star or something like that. Or mm-hmm. you know, if they had an angle with Christian where there's some jealousy or something like that, and then now the tag team's broken up. But really, they've beaten like pretty much everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not and a even, lot. Of, even, with, even with a huge division, like they've mm-hmm. ran through a lot of people in the tag division. Yeah. And the match with Red Dragon, I was like, yo, first of all, the match was fire. Yeah. But I was just like, Yo, like if they had a dope match like that, and they put out bangers, like they put out a lot of tag team bangers, oh, Jurassic yeah. Express, and it's like if they did that match and they still won, like I don't know. And they had FTR coming out like afterwards to kind of confront Red Dragon and look at Jurassic Express. So it, I think it just makes the most sense to have them take it off of them. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't see anybody else like winning it. I feel like these same tag teams have kind of been at the top, and we would need some more tag teams to. Be you know promoted a little more before I can say they can say take we it. We need more tag teams in AEW. No, I, we need more of the other tag teams to be promoted more. Okay, I want to okay, say yeah. not. No, no more. No yeah. more. I can see like a Sting and Darby taking the titles from them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have to be something like that. Sting know? and Darby, Daniel Hardys. Uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan. I'm gonna just call him Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and Moxley. That's <laughs> the kind of level I'm talking Do about. Do it. Yep. Yeah. But. We shall see what happens, but I think FTR holding the titles would be dope, and they have the other titles. Like that'd be a good look. So. All of the gold, yeah. All of the gold. Yeah. Well, that was another episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast. Please remember, if you did not like it, you can't complain because we told you it was all from the jump. It's all for wrestling podcast. Peace. Shout out to the baddie section. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the baddie section. All right, I'm out. <laughs> So be sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, follow us on Instagram at Off Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Off Wrestling One.